0: Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Ghost Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir?
1: Not much. It's Friday. Uh, I'm ready to talk some football. Ready to, for this week to be over. And and, and uh, Marcus, we gotta tell we gotta tell the audience. There's just no way we have matching coffee mugs today. Yeah, look, look at that. this. Yes. look at this. Except except mine is the one that was drawn by Dave Hellman. Shout out to Dave Hellman. <laughs> uh, and Marcus is the original. So uh, it, it's a Friday. We're having fun. But uh, you know we uh, we also got some uh, a little bit of Cowboys news. Talking about uh, some changes for a couple of uh, of our favorite. Cowboys. Yeah, if
0: you're interested. One of these nice little coffee mugs. You can go on to uh, uh, Cowboys Nation, I believe, on Twitter has them. You can also yes. buy a Running backs don't matter mug, which those are also <laughs> available uh, in the Marcus Moser collection if and, you are interested. And
1: my 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 unicorn believe one too. So <laughs> please, please, I ha- I'll I'll be showing that off at some point in the future, I'm yes. sure.
0: For all the people listening to this podcast and not the video, they probably have no idea what's going on right now. It's all right.
1: It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. Uh, okay.
0: So we've got some Cowboys news, Landon. Let's talk about cornerback Reggie Robinson so according to Mike Fisher uh, of Cowboys SI uh, the Dallas Cowboys are moving Reggie Robinson back to cornerback after switching him uh, to safety early on last year it seemed like the Cowboys were just trying to find him a role under Mike Nolan's defense and now with Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator moving Reggie Robinson back to his natural position at cornerback first and foremost uh, what were your thoughts when you heard this news
1: Yeah, it's not surprising. I mean, I think Mm -mm. that this is something we actually anticipated that he would eventually end up back at cornerback. You know, honestly, the surprising aspect of this was when he originally moved to safety. I mean, I think we viewed him as a cornerback. We liked him as a cornerback. Uh, I mean, we were excited when he was available and we got him in the fourth round. Uh, So when when he moved to 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 safety, it was uh, it raised some eyebrows for sure because we Mm -hmm. had all you know evaluated him as a quarterback and liked him as that. Uh, But we were certainly willing to give it a try Uh, but you know I think what we saw this year is that he wasn't able to make it onto the field um, uh, at that position I I mean a lot of what we heard about the reasoning there was uh, because he didn't quite have the special teams prowess that Mm -hmm. uh, they were hoping for but either way for a team that was as depleted as this team was at corner at the cornerback position you know I I figured at some point we would see him you know make a a transition back last year and, and, and at least give you some snaps right, there. Right. Even though it was a big jump in competition, I mean, you're frankly just putting people out there that you're signing off the street at this point during Deandre Burton,
0: the Savion Smith. I mean, just yep. th- th- the names that played corner last year for this team were ridiculous, ridiculous.
1: especially in front of, when you had Reggie Robinson on the, on the team, yeah. you know? So yeah. I think this isn't that surprising because I think the original move was surprising, uh, but it is uh, reassuring, to say the least, that, you know, that something that you, you anticipated happening with the change of coaching staff he hoped would happen, uh, did happen, and that they are moving Reggie Robinson back to cornerback where, I mean, clearly that's his natural
0: position. All right, so, so do we think that having him, you know, kind of flip back and forth between safety and corner last year has stunted his development at all? Like, are we worried about where he's going to be at entering 2021? Like, did he take a full step backwards from what we saw you know, in his last year at Tulsa?
1: I mean, I don't know if it's if, if we need to go that far. I mean, I think if anything, you know, it's probably more than just a hovering position. He probably, you know, he, yeah, I, I will admit, obviously he didn't get the... Uh, uh, experience an advantage of, of having played last year as a rookie at cornerback uh, but I don't know that it you know necessarily took him several steps back from where he was I and mean, he was still training as a professional defensive back you know still working out every single day uh, I, I think you know the truth of the matter is is that you you may be taking a a kind of back to, uh, to day one approach with a lot of the cornerbacks anyways with the change of system from Nolan to uh, whatever Dan Quinn wants to do so um, yeah I don't think that it's, it should set him back too far especially in, in context with the other players that are you know having to deal with the scheme change anyways.
0: I really like Reggie Robinson, Landon. I I know I was a, a big fan of his last year during the draft cycle. I just think he fits a cover three system really well. He hits all the measurables and thresholds uh, that Dan Quinn and Will McClay traditionally want from those corners. 6'1, 205. We've seen over the last, I don't know, five years that the Cowboys don't start corners on the outside unless they're 200 pounds. So he obviously hits that. Ran a 4'4, 40 yard dash. He's got really long arms, 31 and a half inches. Uh, he fits really well into this cover three scheme. Now, is he ready to play and start right away? I don't think so. But as a third outside cornerback, I think I can get behind that. I think I'm excited about what Robinson can do in that role, correct?
1: Yeah, and maybe what you can do is, if you really like him and, and you want to project forward a little bit, maybe what you say is, uh, maybe what we do is go get a free agent's corner this year that we like, right? And, and, and A stopgap, maybe a one-year deal. There's going to be a ton of those this year because of the way that the cap and, and the whole... Offseason is going to be run. There's, you know, the whole middle class of the free agent market is going to get squeezed. Mm. So maybe, you, maybe what this means is that you can go out and uh, uh, get a free agent corner. And, and I'm not saying that this is what they should do, but this is uh, again one of many routes yeah. that yes. may have they may have available to them. Go out and get a free agent uh, corner on a one year deal, a guy that's good, that's decent, that is on a proven deal. That's one of these guys who's getting squeezed by all this. Uh, and then just hope that you got a guy in Reggie Robinson who could develop next year and maybe step in and, and take over that starting spot next year. Um, you know, I think that's one way to do this if you don't necessarily want to go the route of trying to draft a corner high uh, in, in the draft next year. Uh, this year, it, 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 I think it gives you options, right? And, and I don't know that Reggie Robinson as a safety um, was was providing you really any options. I still no, think. No. I mean, in order to get to that position, you still had he probably was going to have to again even at safety he probably would have had to start at step one with this defense so i think for them they decided you know look let's where do we need to allocate these pieces where they're the most value to us obviously cornerback is is more valuable for them uh, in this scheme uh, or at least reggie robinson is more valuable to them as sure. a cornerback sure. in the scheme than uh, than at safety and so i yeah the good news is as like i said is that it it, it it already brings in-house a potential future starter for this squad, right? It, it brings somebody in who you feel like you could develop into a potential starting cornerback. Uh, so that that gives you options where you don't feel absolutely obligated to have to draft a guy at, at the top of the draft. If you wanted to, you could go the free agent route even short term, and you still have some kind of long-term plan at the position. I
0: just feel like the Cowboys don't need numbers at the cornerback room now that yeah. you have Reggie Robinson, because you already have Trevon Diggs. You have Anthony Brown, who's your slot. Reggie Robinson projects as a backup outside cornerback. You're bringing back Maurice Kennedy, who the team signed last offseason, who can play outside and in the slot. What you need is one more quality starter. And I think that's why this draft sets up really well for them to grab a Patrick Sertan or Caleb Farley at 10 and say, hey, we're good at corner now. Let's use the rest of our picks to address other positions. that's where I'm leaning now I know some people before have asked us about potentially doubling up in a cornerback class I don't think that's necessary now that you have Reggie Robinson back in that room
1: and I think this is what we, we even brought up, you know, when they, when people brought up double dipping is that, you know, you have candidate, and I think we even mentioned then that we thought that Reggie Robinson was going to end up back in that cornerback room. So that's, that it really isn't surprising. Uh, and, and I will just, yeah, again, preface this that, and I even tweeted this out last night, you know, where I'm at right now and you can tell me if you agree. And I think you do. I'm, I'm, I'm of the idea that if you take Sertan, And you find out what's going. You just figure out what's going on at free safety, whether that's drafting Richie Grant in the second round or signing a a quality free safety in free agency. I I think that if you get Sertan and a quality free free safety, suddenly you've got a very quality defensive backfield, and 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 now you're you're kind of cooking with gas. So I I think that there's something to the idea that Reggie Robinson gives you flexibility uh, Mm -hmm. to kind of shift that uh, uh, acquisition to free agency. And if you wanted to kind of do a short-term thing and then provide back long-term with him. Uh, But there's, like I said, there's many different paths to kind of get you there. The good news is is that having Reggie Robinson in the cornerback room means that you're not short on quality and quantity, right? You have the quantity. Now it's just about improving the quality.
0: I agree. For some reason, before we move on, Landon, I, I still would not be opposed to the Cowboys bringing back Chidobe Awuzie on a one or two year deal. I still really like him. Uh, I think he's still a quality corner. And I think because of the injuries last year... <laughs> I think you can get him at a pretty cheap price in a free agency that's going to be loaded with cornerbacks. So uh, I'm curious to see what happens there because I know the front office likes him. Uh, he fits the mold of what, you know, Dan Quinn and those guys are looking for at corner. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Awuzie. If they do bring him back, that completely changes the, the, the conversation at the draft because now all of a sudden – Corner's not the biggest need on the team. You could go out and find some you know different positions that have maybe uh, bigger weaknesses, but that's a that's a conversation for a different day. Just wanted to take a quick break to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, Let's go ahead and move on to another player that seems like they may be switching positions Uh, once again. Jalen Smith, according to Michael Galkin of the Dallas Morning News, the Cowboys are looking to move Jalen Smith from middle linebacker to Sam linebacker, the strong side linebacker in this 4-3 defense. Uh, I'm, I'm curious here, Landon, because... Jalen has a big contract, and it's not super easy for the for the team to move off of him this year. Is this just a way to get your best bang for your buck for the twenty twenty one season?
1: Yeah, and and look, I mean, I think you can June first him and save some money this year for sure. But you still gotta you still gonna need a player there, and and I think. Look, Jalen Smith, I think, has value if he's applied correctly. And I think that this is part of the problem, right, is that he hasn't been applied correctly. You gave him a big contract, so you then feel obligated to play him as an off-ball linebacker and Mike as a Mike linebacker or a Will linebacker because that's where that money is, right? And the truth of the matter is, is that if you look at Jalen Smith and his skill set, Sam Linebacker is probably the best position for him, I agree. right? Like, moving forward, attacking, uh, having a defined role, being at the line of scrimmage and attacking moving forward, are these are all things that he does extremely well. He's still an explosive player, uh, but not explosive in his change of direction, side-to-side skills. He's an explosive physical player. He can mm-hmm. strike explosively for a guy his size. And I think you, you certainly don't want running backs or, or tight ends trying to take him on by themselves because he, he has that kind of power in his hands. I, I think where, you know, he struggles is in all the other aspects that, that you ask a Mike linebacker to, to play. Right. So I, right. I, I like this move in the sense that it's finally putting Jalen in a position to do what he does best, I think. Uh, And that's you know attacking the quarterback, attacking the running back, being physical at the line of scrimmage with tight ends, Uh, and and it kind of reduces a lot of what he doesn't do well, which is man coverage. You know, uh, having to run and chase, having to sort through trash. Um, I think what this does is that you know I think some people are going to be upset because you know they're looking to get Jalen cut, they don't want him on the team anymore, and and I totally I get that. But the truth of the matter is is that this kind of does provide a situation that could give you the best of both worlds right you're not beholden on jalen smith uh, as your linebacker you're not hope just hoping that jalen smith will be a better mike linebacker next year uh but you're also not getting rid of the the playmaking that he has provided at times and i think that's that's something that you know that a lot of his detractors don't want to point to is that Jalen Smith has caused a lot of plays throughout uh, throughout his time here sure. uh, at, at a pace higher than than a lot of other players in this team. Uh, Bob Sturm has, has demonstrated this with splash plays, and and, mm-hmm. and, I, and I think a couple other people have, have used similar kind of uh, statistics to show that he has been someone who has been disruptive when he's been on the field. But he's also a liability in, in very clear ways, and he is very easily exposed when he's playing Mike Linebacker. I think putting him at Sam – He's obviously severely overpaid Sam linebacker. There's no doubt about that. But by putting him at Sam, you minimize the uh, ability for offensive coordinators to kind of scheme against him. And you maximize his opportunity to do what I think he does best.
0: So if the plan is to have Jalen as a Sam linebacker in three linebacker sets... How does how does Leighton Vanderesh factor in here? Is he playing the weak side? Is he playing the middle? What are we expecting from Vanderesh? Esch?
1: I would put Vanderesh Esch as Mike because honestly, I, I think I, I think both of these guys are mikes. You know, we we've been trying to ham fist one of them into will linebacker, but both of them to me are physically look like Mike linebackers in today's NFL, especially in Dan Quinn's defense. I want my will linebacker to be closer to six foot one and closer to 220, uh, 225 mm-hmm. pounds, as opposed to 245 pounds. I, I think it's nice to have a guy who's big and, and can and long as a linebacker. Uh, but I think you still need a guy that has exceptional speed at the position to as at, at will. And I, and I think what you've got, and I think that's the thing about we're starting to realize with the Jalen and Leighton Vander Esch combo is that, you know, the unfortunate part is that they, they have very similar skill sets. Yeah, I don't know if you can play to...
0: two two guys that are over 255 yeah. pounds at the same time anymore. I just don't think that's possible.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think having one of them as the mic makes sense. But having one as the mic and one as the will, Can't. It's, it, yeah, it's just making your second level really slow. And, and so I think, especially with the way Quinn plays defense, you need another run and hit well, guy that can it, do this.
0: It, here's what I would say. I don't think... I really don't think Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith are slow because I know Van Dresch ran a 4.65 40. That's actually not my problem. It's the, the quickness, right? It's the ability to quickly change direction and mirror like running backs on Texas routes and stuff. That's the problem that these guys have because they're just so, in this case, I think they're both very top heavy guys that when they're yeah. flying straight, they're fine. But when they're asked to do short little bursty movements, they, they get in. They, they get in trouble. They need like a point guard in the NBA or in basketball. Well, the guys that's that's quick change of direction guy. They need one of those guys at weak side
1: linebacker. You gotta you gotta have good start stop speed, right? Yeah. Because especially when you're sorting through trash, you got to run around guys. You got to be able to, you know, if it was just about getting a race to the corner. Uh, that yeah, Jalen Smith can do that, and, and so can and Leighton Vanderesh and, and even with some of the best running backs, they can they can maintain inside-out leverage sure, sure. on pursuit and and get to the corner. It's when they have to kind of zigzag through trash and make up the speed and 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 increase the angle and, and 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 to make the play that's where they struggle. So you you need that guy who has got such outrageous athleticism at the wheel linebacker that even when he has is at the disadvantage of having to to take a non. On direct route to the running back uh his speed is such that it can make up for it and he can easily get there
0: that's why i don't think like michael parsons and zavin collins are ideal fits in this defense because they're both in that same mold of these bigger straight line athletic you know linebackers now yeah. somebody like a jeremiah wuzu Mora maybe is a better fit but uh that's a topic for a different day really quickly that before...
1: is, we should we should talk about that yeah, someday,
0: we'll, we'll talk about that um as of right now, Leighton, so we've got Van Der Esch in the middle. We've got Jalen Smith as a strong side linebacker. Uh, who is the weak side linebacker on this team?
1: Well, I mean, I, I honestly, I think a big part of this was in order to create a, a need for Will Linebacker. I, I mean, mm. I, I, I hate to be like that, but I think they looked at the situation like, look, we don't want the solution to just be Jalen Smith and Leighton Van Der Esch, but in order to, to – not have that be a solution we got to figure out what to do with one of these guys and and we don't want to cut him so we'll move jalen to some strong strong side and then they they i'm sure they're more than happy to try to fill that will linebacker position right because they i think it's a better option than just having the ceiling of, of having either Jalen or, or Layton play there. So whether uh, uh, you look at 44 to fill that position, whether you look at, I mean, you I don't think you're gonna fill it at 10. I I, I mean, no, unless no. they're gonna try to get Parsons or, or something like that, but I really hope they don't. Uh, either you go at 44 and fill it there, or I mean, look, I, I haven't looked at free agent will linebackers yet, just because this is sort of new. But, I mean, the market is uh, pretty good at other positions. I'm sure there's somebody out there at the very least that can provide you uh, some services at Will Linebacker and free agency as well.
0: There are. And there's there's guys at all sorts of different levels. Levante David at the top. I don't think he becomes a free agent. Uh, But uh, there's... Devondre Campbell, who was actually somebody that Dan Quinn had before with Atlanta, maybe that makes some sense. Jayon Brown, a guy that played mm-hmm. at UCLA, uh, that maybe fits in here as well. So there, there are some guys out there, uh, but it's you know it's picky. Those speedy weak side linebackers, they don't hit the market very often. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. What the Cowboys do there. Just one more quick break to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors and a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic and they are releasing six new flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and apple almond crisp. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. All right, Lena, let's talk about a couple other players who maybe could be changing positions for the Cowboys uh, this offseason. I want to start with Connor McGovern. Uh, it sounds like last year the Cowboys kind of cross trained him at guard and at center. Um, and really, he was still recovering from his you know, pectoral injury, so didn't have a lot of offseason workout time. Uh, I think the plan is going forward to have Tyler Biotish at center. I would think. Does that mean that the Cowboys are going to get Connor McGovern ready at left? guard to compete with connor williams or potentially take over that spot in 2022 what's the future hold for mcgovern
1: one of the Connors is going to have to be a swing interior guy i don't whoever it is connor mcgovern or connor williams probably mcgovern right yeah i would imagine mcgovern because to me williams is still playing noticeably better than connor mcgovern's Mm -hmm. So we'll see what 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 you know a, another off season brings maybe McGovern gets a little bit stronger and and that kind of helps even the competition out um, but I, again, I wouldn't be surprised if you know if they get a more regular training camp that we get to see an actual competition there, uh, just a kind of a three-way competition between Biotis and the two Connors uh, for those two spots, mm-hmm. and then the loser, you know, the loser of that becomes the the so swing guy. interior guy. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's likely to be where they end up with McGovern. Um, but I'm excited about what we see from McGovern. I think you know him getting all those snaps last year. Uh, you know that's usually a really good catalyst for kind of yep. uh, a jump in play next year, and I, I think another guy that we might need to kind of uh, uh, dis- kind of discuss along those lines is Brandon Knight. You know, I mean, he showed you snaps. He showed you snaps at tackle. Uh, obviously, the earlier in the season looked a lot better than it did later in the season when I think he was dealing with some injuries. He was, but yep. I, well, I I do think what you saw was more than Terrence Steele, you saw a guy who gave you snaps that make you want to at least continue developing. Well, who do you think
0: the front office likes better between Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele?
1: The front office. I I don't know. I I think the front office may like Brandon Knight better, but I think the coaching staff may have liked Terrence Steele better or vice versa. I do feel like wherever that is, there is a disconnect between the coaching staff and the front office there because the way that they were flopped back and forth when, Terrence Steele was very obviously a lesser than player than Brandon Knight, or especially early when it was very clear. Yeah, I, that was confusing to
0: me. And uh, maybe the maybe they think Terrence Knight, or Terrence Steele, excuse me, comparing these two players together. Uh, Terrence Steele has the higher ceiling, and they just wanted to get him as many reps as possible. Maybe, maybe yeah. it's going to be fascinating to see how those backup tackles shake out if Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins return and they're fine because if if the Cowboys believe in Terrence Steele. Does that mean they bring somebody back like Cam Irving? I mean, I would. I think Cam Irving is a fine swing tackle, but uh, I'm curious to see how they handle that tackle situation.
1: Uh, If it was me, uh, real quick, I would say bring back Cam Irving I mean, at least downgrade Terrence Steele and have Brandon Knight be the last offensive lineman on your game day roster. Let him be the full five swing guy. Because yes, he can play basically every single offensive line position. He's tough and he's smart. And I, and I think that's what you're looking for in offensive lineman. That's a backup.
0: Uh, I agree. Uh, a couple other guys that could be p- switching positions this offseason. What about Bradley Anai? Last year he yeah. was this pass rush specialist for the Cowboys that played like nine snaps Uh, he's not the most twitchy and athletic guy in the world Uh, but in a Dan Quinn scheme that really prioritizes uh, speed where do the Cowboys play Bradley and I?
1: Yeah, I mean he's interesting, right? Because I mean he's even though he's a little bit undersized for a full-time defensive end, right? He's not exactly a speed guy either, right? He's not he's, he's he's more of a technique hands guy. Uh I I mean I think you just keep trying him at defensive end. I mean I I think he's not that undersized at the position. I think he's good enough that he could be a rotational guy uh, at the position. And maybe if you want to see what he can do at Sam linebacker, maybe you have maybe you have some special packages for him. Where yeah, can he you can play a,
0: a four nine Sam linebacker? You know what I mean? Where you're that slow.
1: Uh, I mean, I think you'd have to be a, a, a specific, you know, package situation. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not going to be your starter at Sam linebacker for sure. Uh, but I think he could be like a guy that you try as a spinner, that, a guy that you uh, you do different things with, maybe of some special packages. I, I just think he he's a good player he wins and and even on the nine snaps that he was in like he had a very high success rate in his pass rushes so sure. I, I i think there's something there there and i think it's not worth giving up on i also think that you know quinn is not as traditionally um obsessed with position size i guess is the best way to put it like you no, know i no, think no. he's he, he's not afraid to put in uh, guys who don't necessarily match the the standards so uh, look, he's a guy that has just produced uh, so far uh, everywhere he's gone. Yeah. I think you just have to try to find a way to fit him in as a pass rusher because that's that's what he ultimately does.
0: Uh, I would love to keep him at defensive end and have him be like your fourth defensive end, right? Somebody that yeah. can come in and give you 10 snaps a game and you feel really good about those 10, 10 snaps and what he can do. Um, the yeah. last guy that we might see change positions a little bit, Landon, what about CeeDee Lamb? Last year he took just about every single – uh, snap from the slot. Is there a chance that we see him more as an outside, you know, Z receiver in this offense with Michael Gallup likely to leave in 2022?
1: I think we should I think you need to start getting him prepared for that, s- that sort of role because you know we just don't know what's going to happen with Gallup and, and I mean I think as we s- stand right here I can't imagine that they do sign Gallup not because he isn't good or isn't worth it but simply because that's a lot of money to invest in a position that they've already invested heavily so mm. uh, yeah I mean I think that it's it's probably prudent to start getting him even more snaps at, the, at that position giving him even more experience in, in that kind of role like the Gallup role um, so yeah I definitely would expect to see an uptick of snaps in there. And really, you know, I think this is good for Gallup too. I think Gallup, you know, if he if he wants to kind of truly showcase what he can do, uh, he's going to go out there and try to get some some big cash, which I think he should. He should absolutely uh, I- I think you should he'll want to probably take some more snaps uh, on the inside in the slot, maybe some uh, you know snaps at the X a little bit more. Uh, I think you know moving these guys around a little bit more hopefully will be a little bit easier uh, with a training camp with a full training yes. camp, a yes. little bit more practice. So uh, yeah, I definitely expect to see an uptick in them moving around.
0: I do as well, except I would like to just see C.D. Lamb stay in the slot. I think he's just so dynamic in that spot, and he's so unique for a slot receiver because he's got the quickness and the speed to get down the middle of the field and down the seams, but he also has this ridiculous body control and catch yeah. radius that makes him such a weapon. So ideally, Landon, I think the goal for the Cowboys should be, you know, once Michael Gallup leaves – Get some more speed on the outside to replace Gallup and then allow Amari to be the X, CD to play in the slot, and then get a real you know, field stretcher on the opposite side. I wouldn't move them too much, but if you need to, if you get into a bind with injuries, uh, CD Lamb can obviously do it. Michael Gallup can move around. We know Amari Cooper can play in the slot. They're going to be just fine at the wide receiver corps. A position that we don't have to worry about at all. They got that one taken care of. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.